the property pod. 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 pod welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever-changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hello this is the property pod with moneyweb my name is suren naidu and i've been covering the broader south african property industry for over 15 years in this episode, we are speaking to Craig Smith, Head of Research at Anchor Stockbrokers, about the performance of JSE-listed RITs, or Real Estate Investment Trusts, especially as uncertainty around COVID-19 continues. The latest being the Level 4 lockdown that South Africa went into on 28th June, and it's in place for the next two weeks. Listed property stocks plunged some 35% from a total return perspective in 2020, due to lockdowns and the financial fallout of the pandemic. But RITs have made a pretty strong recovery so far this year. The SA Property Index is up just over 19% for the half year till the end of June, while the LP, which represents the broader listed property space, is up around 20%. Craig is joining me on the line now. Welcome to the Property Pod, Craig. Thank you, Soren. MoneyWeb has already reported RITs being the top-performing asset class this year. This has continued. But Craig, with Level 4 lockdown coming into effect on 28 June and the massive third wave that we are in currently, I would have thought property stocks would have plunged again. But we haven't really seen that, have we? Soren, just to maybe highlight, you've kind of also mentioned the extent of the the negative price adjustments last year. So, you know, I think two points to maybe just highlight before answering that question. As you mentioned last year, the sector did come under severe pressure where, you know, from a total return perspective, we were down 35% for the year. And that was sort of shortly following a material reset in the listed property sector in 2018, where the sector also experienced a negative total return of approximately 25%. So it has been a fairly tough couple of years for the listed property sector. I think just to maybe touch on your question specifically, if we look back to last year, I think one could, in hindsight, maybe make the comment that there was an initial overreaction share prices at the early onset of lockdowns. I think we saw that. I mean, I suppose at the time made complete sense because we were faced with a pandemic and huge amount of uncertainty. Just to comment on what we're seeing with level four now compared to, um, you know, the lockdowns that we experienced at the sort of onset of the pandemic last year, Obviously, with the level four lockdown, it's clearly not nowhere near as restrictive as the hard lockdown that we experienced between sort of, say, April and June in 2020, where many industries were not able to to operate and continue to operate. I think the difference now is that we have a situation where a lot of industries and a lot of companies are able to sort of still operate. The big impact, as you highlight, is obviously on the entertainment sector being cinemas, restaurants, and then obviously the leisure sector which have come under you know, significant pressure again um, as a consequence of the level four restrictions. I think the market, to my mind, is clearly better prepared to deal with you know, the situation and, and how to adjust to the different lockdown levels and adjusted levels. So I think there's an element of, while it's still a very volatile and, and fragile and uncertain environment, probably less uncertain you know, than what the situation was sitting here sort of 12 to 13 months ago. I think also the difference looking forward now is that while the vaccine rollout in SA, you know, may not be at an optimal, you know, level yet, I think the point there is that there is actually a vaccine available, you know, and there is also a very probable path to exiting 
the pandemic. I think probably not as soon as we would like, but that is something which is very different to, you know, where we were sitting this this time last year. Then also, you know, the economy, I think, has surprised, you know, many market participants and it's proven to be, uh, you know, obviously there's there's been huge damage and it's been extremely challenging. But I think there's evidence that the economy has been more resilient than I think many people were anticipating. You know, again, some of that has been due to the good fortune and given the conducive picture around the agricultural space and also the mining sector. Then lastly, where we stand today versus sort of 12 months ago is that many of the property companies have actually embarked on initiatives to improve their liquidity position and strengthen their balance sheets and reduce their LTVs. So I think that's what's sort of looking, you know, quite, quite different at this juncture compared to where we were sitting 12 months ago, but not to downplay the severity of the third wave and, you know, the level four lockdowns. It all sounds pretty good, Craig, but I'm just trying to understand there was virtually no change. Um, did that surprise you? Because it continued and it's still around the 19, 20% mark up. Even the likes of the major retail property counters haven't seen the massive sway. You know, one would think that they would need to offer some sort of relief again, maybe not to the extent as they did last year, but especially with super regional shopping centers, you do have a lot of restaurants, entertainment and other leisure components. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's a good question. And I suppose, again, that's probably, you know, the markets being of the view that these lockdowns, Again, things can obviously change, but, you know, the initial period was was the two-week period. It's hard to obviously quantify the potential impact. It is very much going to be dependent on the length and the level of, of lockdowns. It's clear that the restriction on restaurants, entertainment and leisure industries can be very material if they are extended materially beyond the initial two-week period. So, you know, those industries and those sectors, and, and specifically, they sort of form part of the, the physical environment from a retail point of view, will have a material impact. But I think it is obviously sort of isolated uh, at this stage to those industries. I think your question is, you know, were we to go into a situation where the level four lockdown is extended materially beyond the two-week period? I think one would expect there to be potential sort of short-term volatility and the possibility of the price impact, you know, because that would be something that the market wouldn't be, I suppose, anticipating at this stage. So, yeah, that would be my sense around, you know, why over the recent past, we haven't necessarily seen big adjustments in some of those retail property companies. Again, bearing in mind, a lot of those property companies, which were or are focused towards the retail sector, I mean, they were the very, you know, counters which were most impacted for the most part, you know, certainly for, for the bulk of last year. And there has been quite a strong, call it recovery, so to speak, geared towards those property companies with that type of exposure. And I think it's, you know, some of it's to do with the price adjustments which have taken place over the last 12 months already. I suppose it's it's a little bit of low season as well for these property counters. It's not exactly the time where people pack shopping centers, but it's a pretty fluid situation. Earlier in June, we had the likes of Liberty Two Degrees and Attack talking up the recovery on the retail property front, even for super regional malls, talking about higher spend, even though they're seeing fewer customers for, for in recent months. They warned about level three in early June, and then level four came in. 
I suppose I've asked this question, but do you think they, they might have to bank a little for requests for rental relief because clearly government is not offering the property industry any support or basically any industry outside UIF some sort of support during these times of restricted trade? Sharon, I mean, my, my sense is that, you know, the relief will mostly be targeted towards businesses in sectors which face severe restrictions in terms of trade. So, for example, restaurants, entertainment and leisure. And I think this makes sense as these industries are industries that need to be preserved to ensure that they can come back and eventually grow when things stabilize. So it is also not clear that, you know, maybe just talking separately to the retail sector. I mean, I think what's also becoming, to my mind, a bit more apparent is that, you know, a number of corporates or many corporates will extend their return to the office and sort of, you know, they're, again, the situation is quite fluid. And I think as this period, you know, extends, to my mind, it increases the probability that more and more corporates adopt and pursue a form of hybrid working into the future, which, you know, is likely to change the supply demand dynamics call it further in in the office sector specifically. I think just maybe something I didn't touch on earlier, the impact of of level four lockdowns and maybe just taking a a sort of assessment of where we are, you know, currently versus sort of hard lockdown, sort of similar time last year. What's also become a bit clearer to us is that the banking sector certainly played their part. I mean, I think they played a crucial role, you know, in terms of continuing to provide liquidity to the sector and provide that sort of calmness um, over the last 12 to 15 months, which has resulted in a degree of stability. Um, so I think recognition needs to be given to the banking or the lending sector at large. And then also, you know, the work done by the property sector group. I think that cannot be underplayed or underappreciated in terms of collaboratively working together as a sector and also interfacing, for example, with other sectors such as the retail sector. I think those are all sort of crucial ingredients which, you know, it wasn't obvious that things would play out that way 12 months ago. You know, different stakeholders and different parties working together amongst some of the other factors that I mentioned. It's certainly we're not we're not out of the woods yet and this third wave is proving to be obviously from a human element very devastating and certainly from an economic you know impact in terms of those specific sectors, obviously massive impact there as well. But I think there are a number of factors which have sort of assisted the recovery, again, still early days, you know, of the property sector over the last, call it, six to nine months. Craig, maybe throwing around a few names, uh, just in terms of the performance so far this year, the sector is between 19 and 20 percent up. Which are some of the best and worst performers so far? Stern off memory, I mean, talking to the end of June, Mm. um, you know, we've seen the likes of Dipula B, Texton, Arrowhead B, Emira, Vukile, you know, those have sort of been the, the strongest performers year to date. Again, there's no clear trend other than, you know, the fact to sort of bucket those stocks as some of the stocks that were most impacted during the hard lockdown and for the most for most of last year. And, you know, in the case of obviously Emira, Arrowhead and Dipula, there's, you know, there's been potential sort of corporate action activity around those names as well. You know, if you look at some of your sort of worst performers here today, you know, those include the likes of Robosis A, Fortress B, you know, and 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 Bowen. I think just the, the the observation there is that we've seen call it the the stocks which are more pivoted towards a recovery and those stocks which were most impacted last year sort of coming back quite strongly this year, year to date. But bearing in mind 
that the the severity of the um, you know declines last year were were substantial for some of these counters that have obviously come back quite strongly here to date. Craig, last question. Uh, it's a bit of an unfair question uh, whenever I ask analysts, but you know people want to know, try to get some idea of what's going to happen. Do you think the sector will end 2020 in the green? It's already up 20% or 19 to 20%. It hasn't had a major plunge following level four. We're not sure where level four will go or how long it will be in place. But what's your expectation for the full year for RITs? Soren, I mean, I think as things stand today, um, to our mind, it's you know, certainly very probable that the listed property sector certainly ends the year in the green, given that it's already up close to 20% year to date. I mean, just going back to our sort of base case at the beginning of the year, we were estimating total returns for the full year of between 10 and 15% um, for 2021. So already year to date, you know, the sector's sort of outperformed relative to our expectations or forecasts at the beginning of the year. Um, and, and, you know, for and I think some of that is explained by some of the factors that I've touched on sort of at the outset of the chat today. Um, but I think realistically as well, I mean, a lot is going to depend on the pace and efficacy of, of the vaccine rollout, as well as the containment of potential future mutations of the virus as well. So I think to our mind, certainly, you know, very probable that we end the year in the green and, you know, our sort of bull case which at the beginning of the year we were forecasting close to 28, 27, 28% total return is, I suppose, as we move through the year, has sort of become more of our base case as we've moved through the year. But I would just like to caveat that, that there's obviously still a high degree of uncertainty given the factors that I mentioned around the, the pace and the efficacy of the vaccine rollout, etc. Thank you so much for your time, Craig. That was Craig Smith, Head of Research at Anchor Stockbrokers. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories.